It is time to talk some greyhound racing, and the host of Going Grey today is Ron Arnold at 10.45 on Sky Sports Radio. Morning, Ron. Yes, good morning, Dave. And uh, unfortunately, Mother Nature claimed one of our big nights last night with the Maitland program called off. The Hunter Valley's had a fair bit of a drenching. Those finals that uh, were put down last night for the uh, purpose of the future stars and others will be transferred to next Monday's program. So unfortunately for the trainers, they had their dogs prime for that big one. They just have to uh, guide them through another seven days and happen again next Monday. Just for an interest source, we won't have Maitland on our uh, review today, of course. We'll just go back the day before. And at Goulburn on Sunday, we had the Goulburn Cup final brought together a wonderful field. Of course, Mother Nature uh, got us through the program just by the skin of our teeth. We'd had a fair bit of rain down the south coast. Track was in magnificent order. Track records the week before. And considering the conditions, we nearly had track records last Sunday. And the man that uh, called us through those 24 and a half seconds was Gary Clark, and he joins us this morning. Good morning, Gaza. Yeah, very good morning, Ron. You summed it up beautifully. That track was in amazing condition uh, considering the rain on the Saturday night and again uh, Sunday. Fortunately, it wasn't torrential. It was, uh, you know, that real set-in sort of uh, moderate sort of rain, but the track was wet. But, yeah, those times uh, running on uh, on Sunday, they were amazing, not only the cup, but during the day. So full credit to Greg Hall. Uh, he's an exceptional curator. We're very lucky to have him. Mate, obviously uh, the final turned out to be, again, a bit of a spectacular special affair for the Carina Britain camp to run a Quinella in any big final is a, is a feather in the cap of the trainer and she's just been a dedicated person to greyhounds. Yeah, you're not wrong. It was all about Corinna Bitten on Sunday. Look, she's only got two dogs in the kennel, wound out Astro, and, and you know, after 10 years of training, she had a little bit of a break sort of in the middle of those 10 years away from racing, come back. And, yeah, the Quinella, the race, it was a, a great story, Ron. Um, you know, more so, I think, a little bit for the second dogs at Astro. He was very lucky to still be racing and more of a connecting story to uh, the winner, Wow. Uh, at Astra, he had his first two starts uh, unbeaten at Bulleye late last year, and then he uh, chipped the stopper bone. It looked like his career had come to an end. And Karina uh, gave him uh, a few months off, started the trialing during the year this year, and he kept pulling up lame. But Karina knew exactly what the dog had, and it was just a matter of, of time. And she had that patience. She said patience was going to be a virtue, and it was her... I suppose uh, initiative and, and patience that, that got out at Astra through nine months off the scene, come back to racing last month, and then he uh, she brought out Astra down two weeks ago. The Goldman gave him a run there before the the Cup heats. He broke the sectional records, went a tenth and a half off the track record. Come back in the heats last Tuesday, went a breath off his own sectional records, and went a, a length off the new track record set by Got to Casino in those heats. And then on Sunday. Look, he he just fired out of those boxes, come out like a rocket. He broke the first section record, and then he broke his own second section record, and it was an astonishing 10.69. Anyone that knows the times down there at Goulburn, that is totally unheard of. He was just carving along in front, and the think then, and they've run a half-length off the track record, and he's actually got run down, 
uh, is astonishing. You wouldn't think it'd be possible, but the dog that did it, wow. And you wouldn't think a dog could run a dog down that was running those times in front, and wow did it, and then he's almost broke the track record. Uh, a remarkable performance by both these uh, little brothers. Then right at the presentation, Corinna had the owners of that Astra there. The family had a mum there. She made special mention of a mum at the uh, the presentation. But then she made an exceptional mention of her late step stepdad, Ron Field, who passed away uh, for a battle with cancer two years ago in 2018. You could see the, the tears starting to build up in the eyes and she started to choke down and it was very emotional and there was a, a very strong connection between uh, between Ron and, and Karina. And it goes back to 2018. Ron Field was good friends with... Uh, with Wayne Hunter and the Hunter family, and uh, they decided at the time the two of them they would breed in this all class. And, and Wayne said, "Look, well, you know, I'll cover the cost." They went to Fernando Bar. They had a litter of seven. Uh, Wayne kept four, and of course, uh, two of them were Whitfield and uh, Zeri, who of course was runner-up in the uh, the Magic Million uh, final uh, just recently. And the three that Ron kept, the two of them were Wow and also at Astro. And then Ron got cooked later in 2018. And he said to Karina, look, he said, I'm going to have to give you the dog, Wow. And he was happy to sign it over to to Karina. And that's how she got the dog. And you can see the emotion that must have been there on Sunday. And Astra, in fact, is actually owned by Ron Phil's daughter, Christine's husband, uh, Nathan. And, uh, yeah, that's how it all sort of revolved. And, um, as I said, a very emotional time for uh, Karina. And, uh, wow, look, I think he dispelled any thoughts of this dog needing an outside draw because he handled the one superbly. He railed superbly uh, on Sunday. He put himself straight into the race after 50 metres and generally almost broke the record on that wet track as an outstanding performance. So, look, she should be very proud of what she's achieved. No, it's certainly a very special story, Clarkey, and uh, that's something the Greyhound Racing, that family world has uh, always been able to promote in, in the time that I've certainly been involved in it. And there are, uh, particularly now with the young girls coming through, you see them, you know, regularly handling the dogs and training, and it's it's wonderful to see. It's not just a not racing, just not a man sport by a long shot these days. It's uh, it may have been dominated years and years ago by the male divisions, but I suppose off the back of the Christine Coleman's and all that some decades back, it's certainly uh, now the females are most active and many times you see the, the females with more finalists than what the males have. Actually, you're quite right, Ron, because you look at the Cub there on Sunday, uh, the eight finalists, five of them were trained by lady trainers. So, um, you know, we had Karina with two in the race. Jodie Lord had two in the race. Ashley Terry, of course, a Victorian from Cranbourne. Uh, so they, they pretty well dominated it. And they ended up trifectoring the uh, the Cup too, uh, with Jodie Lord finishing third there with Rapello. And, uh, yeah, we, we talk about the young lady trainers and young Karina. And I, look, she just never seems to, to really age at all, Karina. I still call her the young Karina. She looks like she's in her 20s, but she's actually 35 now, Karina. She said on Sunday she's, you know, probably closer to 40 than being young. But, uh, yeah, uh, I think she's just sort of, everyone sort of recognises the young trainer. But, uh, look, with these two dogs that she's got, wow, and out Astro, I just, look, considering that actually only had seven stars to take on that class of dog and done what he's done, I mean, what a massive next 12 months this dog has got and who knows what he could possibly win. And I don't think even maybe a group race somewhere along the line for WOW, uh, I think it's quite possible because we saw what he did through the the Magic Million uh, Chase Series, uh, running two ranks second with Shimmer Shine at Bulleye. So we know the class of both these dogs. And look, as I said, that was a highlight in that 10 years career so far. But I think uh, a group race is quite possible for Karina later on. 
most definitely, mate. Anyway, congratulations to everybody from the Golden Club for a wonderful day on Sunday, and uh, no doubt, uh, certainly the great racing will continue in our regional towns. It's most important, and a, and a great track, Goulburn. Well done to, uh, to Greg and all the uh, staff down there that have got a, a, in wonderful order, and uh, I take my hat off to you, mate. Thanks very much indeed for coming on this morning. Mate, not a problem at all. Just a quick mention, too, from that cup, uh, particularly with Ashley Terry, what they had to go through in Victoria, and a partner, Nathan, to get the dog up here. Uh, both Tuesday and Sunday was exceptional. It just showed the dedication of, uh, of trainers too. And also got the casino. Unfortunately, he was put out of play at the start. But I believe Peter Duna on this very, very talented young dog, once those borders open in Victoria, he'll probably do most of his future racing down in Victoria. And just quickly, the other feature event there, the Fireball Ron, uh, taken out by On the Rocks for Donna Campbell. What a smart young short course that this dog is. He's had the 12 starts for nine wins and a, a brilliant exhibition there on uh, Sunday. So that was the uh, the result of that other uh, final uh, on Sunday, the Fireball. I appreciate your time. Thanks for all the uh, exposure to with the Cup over the last week. No problem, Clarky. All the best to everyone. Okay. Yes, Dave, Gary Clark, one of our uh, regular callers across the, the networks and uh, dedicated man in the Golden District, and uh, congratulations to them at all. Um, of course, speaking of big races that are looming up this Saturday night at Wenty Park, it is a, a very special race, the Gold Muzzle Auction Final. There's a greyhound in it that obviously we've been watching over the last few months and something very special and a, the man that's been the driving of this uh, particular race series now for a couple of years and uh, he's dedicated a lot of time and finances right into it and uh, I had the pleasure to go back 20 years ago. It was a hell of a long time to think about it. I uh, started sitting with him on the catching pen panel and uh, on the Sky Network, and it was uh, I just noticed then that he was a dedicated greyhound man, a highly professional media person, and uh, presents himself in the highest level, and it's wonderful to have him on Going Greyhounds this morning. Good morning, Mark Duclos. Good morning, Ronnie, and after that introduction, mate, I think we'll leave it there and quit while I'm in front. Well, I must admit, mate, there is 20 years ago. I remember after Darren Flindell went to Hong Kong, I... Uh, a few of us, Pete Davis and myself, and that got tapped on the shoulder to join you on the uh, on the pen. And I think it took a, a little while, not too long, though, for most people to realise uh, some of us had the... Myself and Davis now have better heads for radio, so that's where I am today. <laughs> uh, they were great times, Ronnie, and uh, we've certainly... Uh, we've all kicked on since then. And as you said, you know, we've got a race coming up on Saturday night at Wentworth Park, and it's created a massive amount of interest because of the fact of a, a greyhound like flying Ricardo, who... Uh, was purchased for $7,500 at the inaugural and only gold muzzle puppy auction we've been able to run. Obviously, this year, we had to put it off uh, due to COVID. But uh, four of those Barcia Bar by Megalodon pups that were offered up by breeder Lynn Aldis, three of them have made it through to the final, and the other one is the reserve. So a great effort by Lynn to breed them and obviously for the people to have the foresight to buy them. Obviously, Duke, um, you know, syndications and the cost of the Greyhound allows a couple of mates to get together or family members. Um, it's, it's a big bonus. And when you look at that million-dollar race series only a fortnight back, people still sit there and say, well, I know it's a million-dollar one, we might get it ourselves, but that's the dream they aim for now. Well, you're 100% correct there, Ronnie. And let's face it, it's very hard to buy a dog. I know that I know that Pete Lagosiani and, and Shaquille Latimer were able to buy Handsome Prince, and he's then gone on and won the race. But it's very hard to buy a good race dog for not a lot of money. Whereas when you buy a pup, yeah, you are buying a ticket in a lottery. 
but you're giving yourself a better chance at a, at a lot less money. And that's the one of the beautiful things about Greyhound Racing is the affordability aspect of it, Ron. You look at Flying Ricardo, they paid $7,500 for it. He's not two years of age yet, Ronnie. He's only had 18 starts. He's won 15. He's won $101,000 in prize money. Notwithstanding that, the eight greyhounds who have made it through to the final of the Gold Muscle Auction, uh, they've had 97 starts between them. Uh, they've won 40 races. So it's a, it's a great effort just for those eight greyhounds. They've won nearly 200000 in prize money. Obviously, Flying Ricardo's won 100, but... You know, these greyhounds have still got their entire racing career in front of them. And as I say, when you consider the financial uh, aspects of owning a horse, which I'm not knocking, I've got shares in horses, but I can tell you that, Ronnie, it costs a lot more to have a share in a horse than what it does in the greyhound. And that's the beautiful thing about something like the Gold Muscle Puppy Auction. We can bring new owners into the sport at a really affordable level. And it's not just a matter about the owners, Duke. It's the breeders obviously gives them the confidence to go to a Fernando Bale or a Barcia Bale or, you know, as of this week, a good odds errata to breed their bitches and, and be able to sell them on and say, well, all right, well, we can't keep, you know, if there's a litter of nine, um, a lot of people can't keep the nine, so they sell off four or five of them. And it's a big incentive when they know they can actually now get, with well-bred dogs, a reasonably good return to start with. Not only that, Ronnie, as I say, and... I have to commend GRNSW here because they came on board as a partner with us in providing the prize money. So, as you say, it enables the breeder to have confidence in breeding in the litter that if they want to, there's an option for them to sell them. For the purchaser of those pups, it's not just they're buying a pup, they're buying a ticket into a race. Uh, and as I say, we, we, had, we sold 108 pups at that first auction, had a great result as far as average prices are concerned. When it came to heats time only two weeks ago, only 16 greyhounds got through there, Ronnie. Only 16 were nominated. So, in essence, you have, you know, you've got a one in 16 chance of winning a $40,000 check. You've got to be one of those 16, obviously, to get there on race night. But those numbers to win a $40,000 race, which let's face it, is Group Two uh, prize money, they're outstanding. And and that's what we'll be looking to do again in the future with the Gold Muscle Puppy Auction. Our next one will be in June 2021. Interesting to note, Ronnie. Megalodon, the mother of uh, Flying Ricardo, she had a letter to Aston DB only about six weeks ago. I was straight on the phone to Brendan Aldis and Lynn Aldis asking them to make sure they keep a couple for our auction next year. Beautiful, mate. Just quickly, uh, Duke, obviously you were heavily involved with the Million Dollar Night and the figures and that have come out on that now. And uh, I suppose everyone involved can look back with absolute pleasure about how it turned out and the success of the night and Obviously, you know, you and I have sort of come from that era when Greyhound Racing 30 years ago, we got excited with $100,000 races. Um, it's quite amazing what's happened in three years. It is, Ronnie. It's quite amazing when you think four years ago, we're, you know, we'd been handed a death knell. Uh, four years later, we've now had three renewals of a, a $1 million to the winner race, which I know people, and that coverage that we had on Channel 9 was outstanding. Uh, I mean, just the amount of exposure that we got to people who wouldn't normally know about greyhound racing and they certainly didn't know that there was a race worth $1 million to the winner. That was outstanding. $9.4 million in wagering. Just a figure that we could probably only dream of. And I think, again, it's testament to a really great job that greyhound racing New South Wales have done in promoting and marketing not just the sport, but also that particular race. And 
let's face it, Ronnie, it can really only go bigger and better because we're stuck in the middle of COVID this year. I know people will say, well, some people have spent their handouts on gambling and all that, but to do $9.4 million, uh, an unbelievable effort. Yeah, it certainly is, mate. And, and you look at the, the the absolute passion the trainers get out of it. The, the, they're not axed when people are crying. And, and we heard Gary Clark at the start of the show you know, mention Karina Britton in tears at Goldman on Sunday. These people put their hours and dedication into into the sport to get that big success. Financially, it's a big boom, but it's also a reward. I, look, I've got enormous respect for greyhound trainers and, and horse trainers as well because of the impositions that puts on their family. But, you know, the life of a greyhound trainer is certainly not glamorous, Ronnie. You know, most of them are up at, you know, Sparrows, 5.30, out doing their dogs. Uh, again, mid-morning, mid-afternoon. They work them again in the afternoon, late afternoon for feed time. The last thing they do, generally with 99% of trainers I know, the last thing they do before they go to bed is they go outside, they go to their dogs, they empty them out, and then they go to bed. And they're surviving on five and six hours sleep. Sometimes they've got to go to race meetings. So, you know, they're getting home at two o'clock, back up at five. It's a tough slog. To see the, again, you, you look at someone like Pete Legosiani, Karina Breton, just the, it's the emotional attachment they have with these animals and the satisfaction they get out of winning races. The money is great. To most of them, the money is secondary, Ronnie. And obviously off that, Jukas, very quickly before we wrap it up, a couple of people have mentioned to me, you know, non-racing people, they saw the big race on uh, last Friday weekend. They complimented the greyhound itself, just its athleticism and how placid it appears. You know, it's had a big race and it's not jumping all over the place. And they were quite amazed. But the greyhound is a special animal in itself. You and I know exactly what they're like, Ronnie. We've been involved with them since we were kids. Uh, to the uninitiated uh, who don't know about them, they're the most placid animal, placid dog that you'll find. They're a lounge lizard when they, you know, when they finish their race days and become a pet for you. Uh, you know, we've just had an online adoption program uh, roll out. We've had increased numbers through that greyhound adoption program, which is if people are interested in adopting a greyhound, you go to gap.com.au. They are beautiful animals, as I've always described them. When someone said, oh, you know, they look really skinny, I go, no, they're muscular. I said, tell me the last time you saw someone 23 stone or 125 kilos win the 100-metre sprint at the Olympic Games because that's what our animals are, absolute pure athletes, Ronnie. All right, Duke. Anyway, mate, congratulations on the uh, gold muzzle auction results and certainly Saturday night is a big night for, t for those that have been involved in it and, at the end of it, uh, obviously, Flying Ricardo will be a short price favourite, but, you know, may the best dog win on the night and uh, go forward, and we really do look forward to June, I suppose. That's the big thing now, and uh, no doubt early next year you'll start to put the feelers out for uh, nominations into that auction. Yeah, we'll be we'll be starting our marketing campaign straight off the back of this uh, of the race series, Ronnie. It'll, next year's auction will be open to Pups Welped uh, between July the 1st, 2020 and January 31, 2021. We want to make sure we've got the best quality pups on offer. We'll do a massive campaign through Sky and uh, the associated avenues there. And again, we're looking to you know, drag new people into the sport and they'll find out exactly how good greyhound racing is. All right, mate. Uh, it's been a pleasure, Duke, working with you over many, many years. Look forward to seeing you on uh, Saturday night. And once again, pal, thanks for everything you do. Cheers, Ronnie. Appreciate it.
Yeah, there he is, Dave Mark Duclos, uh, one of our main media men in the world of greyhound racing, and he's put a lot of time into the sport for uh, many, many decades. Tonight, speaking of big races, of course, we have got the Lismore Cup final, $40,000 up at Lismore tonight for the Northern Rivers boys, and uh, Selena Zamet's come across the border with a couple of runners from Queensland, O'Mickey in two and Sequina in three. I think they'll Cornella it. I've gone for Sequina to defeat O'Mickey. Greyhounds like All Hands Off, who were sensational in the uh, Million Dollar Series there, certainly there, All Hands Off. Fire legend for Mark Moroney going super. It's an absolute quality final. 8.33 is the first, the uh, big race, 8.33, the first at 6.28. Two other meetings on, Bulleye this afternoon, kicking off at 2.44. Gosford is also racing at 6.55, but... As we mentioned yesterday, Dave, if you are driving to these meetings, please take care on the roads. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if you see uh, any washed away roads or very high water, do you everyone a favour, don't drive through them. Here, here, mate. Uh, have a good day. Thanks, Dave. That's Ron Arnold with her going grace and uh, great little half an hour there. It's 11.05. We'll take a break. Back shortly.